0: much. Welcome to the Oscars. Congratulations. Congratulations to everyone who's nominated. And here are the nominees for Best Director. And now, here are the nominees for Original Screenplay. Here are the outstanding nominees for Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role. Here are the nominees for Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role. So here are the nominees for Best Picture. And the winner is Sally Field in Places in the Heart. The first time I didn't feel it. But this time I feel it and I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Mabal. Hallelujah, thank you Father God for putting me through what you put me through, but I'm here and I'm happy. <laughs> um, I just wanna, oh, here we go. Okay, uh, the studio, I love you and Cameron Crowe and uh, Tom Cruise, I love you brother. And the Academy Award for best picture. La La Land. Warren, what did you do? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Holmes Movies Podcast. This is another uh, alternative Oscars episode where uh, we sort of right the wrongs of Oscar history. And, uh, you know, if you've listened to these episodes, you know what it's all about. Yeah, some people might say we wrong the right, but... um you know that's just their opinion man anyway it's a bit dark and stormy today the the it's very stormy evening here in Copenhagen I mean in Aarhus sorry I moved um so I'm sure it's stormy in Copenhagen too so if you do hear a little bit of that's that's that it's the spookiness of the or it's me doing this yeah stop that um uh it's Dark just stormy it's my favorite cocktail and my not so favorite girl <laughs> my ex-wife yeah <laughs> uh, hey what's that from uh no i just made it up it's uh, it's uh, some material i'm keeping for when i host the oscars that sounds um you sound deranged um <laughs> but, uh, uh, so i wanted to talk about the, the joke worthy that. of bob hope <laughs> what year are we doing today so uh we are doing the 46th academy awards uh, it was held uh, April 2nd, 1974, at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, Los Angeles, California. It was hosted by Burt Reynolds, Diana Ross, John Houston, and whoa, David whoa, 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 Niven. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a fucking second. Who hosted this? Burt Reynolds, Diana Ross, John Houston, and David Niven. What? <laughs> What? Who came up with that foursome? <laughs> I have no idea. Variety that described. Is, I'm in, I thought we were just going to say Bob Hope. I was so used to hearing the words Bob Hope. I was like, Burt Reynolds, Diana Ross, David, David never. <laughs> John Houston as well. <laughs> That's... Yeah, John Houston, I completely don't understand. John Houston in um, his uh, drunken, disorderly period, I guess. Yeah. Like, was there ever not a drunken, disorderly period? Okay. Well, anyway, what I want yeah, anyway, to talk So, about... yeah, Variety well, described. Well, hang on a minute. Stop. Yes. Because I want to talk about the 70s, because we haven't done one of these in the 70s. And I was thinking to myself as I was getting ready for the podcast that I think that the 70s is the era, if I could travel back in time and go to an Oscars and like hang out, I feel like I'd want to go back to the 70s. Because, yeah, uh, like for a week. Because um, first of all, I think I could be able to work my way around the culture, um, people's you know like the humor obviously your joke just sounded like some madcap nonsense from the 1940s but the you know that's the thing people's the, the slang in the 1940s was like ah oh, you look like a sunny side egg you know and it's like um you know whereas in the 70s i feel like the 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 you i would be able to like pass you know uh the music's really good everyone like you know everyone's like smoking and drinking and it's like there's a real party culture but you know um some of the legends of of old, like John Huston, are still around. So I feel like I'd have a good time in the seventies. What I'm Yeah. But Probably. anyway, you you started to say something. Now, yeah, I was just uh, about to say. Uh, Variety described Oscar night as an R-rated carnival in which publicity-hungry starlets bazoomed theatrically in the spotlight. Bazoomed. Yeah, that's a word I don't think ever shows up in reviews these days. Bazoomed. It's a word I've never heard before. What is bezooming? I don't Are know. We besuming? We're <laughs> on Zoom. <laughs> I have no idea. Um I think this might actually. It, I think it implies I think the word bezoomed implies the presence of um boobs. That's well, what I when I hear the word bazoom, I'm like uh, that that sounds like someone talking about cleavage. Yeah, well, this was the famous. Oscars where it had the streaking incident, the streaker R rated carnival. What a way to describe! Discuss- imagine if, imagine if we got if the next Oscars was described as an R rated carnival. Yes. So the streaker came on, and David Niven was really funny. <laughs> Isn't it fascinating to think that probably the only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings? Yeah. I mean, it's, wow! Like, <laughs> what a what a line. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I think only I don't I, I think David Niven is the only person who's cool enough to say something like that and get away with it. Yeah, whereas like Burt Reynolds would be just like that guy's naked. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Robert Opal was a uh, he the, the streaker. He was an American photographer and an art gallery owner. Um, he didn't live very long. He passed away in 1979. He was only 39 oh. years old. Oh, no. Oh, he was murdered. What? Yeah, he was murdered during an attempted robbery of his San Francisco studio by Robert E. Kelly and Maurice Keenan. What? Yeah, they're both Keenan serving. And Kel killed the streaker from <laughs> from the 1970s? 1970... What the fuck? Yeah, they're both they're both serving uh, life sentences. Yeah, this guy had what a very complete... this is the most... this is gonna have to be like a three hour episode. What the what the hell is happening with the nineteen seventy four Oscars? Yeah. So I mean, there's uh, I'm just reading this on Wikipedia, it says later, some evidence arose suggesting that Opal's appearance was facilitated by the show's producer, Jack Haley Jr. as a stunt. Uh, Robert Meltzer, who was a show's business manager, believed that the incident had been planned in some way. He said that during the dress rehearsal, Niven had asked Metzler's wife to borrow a pen so he could write down the famous ad lib. Opal apparently had to cut (gasps) through through an expensive background curtain into reach the stage. There is no way they plan to put a naked guy in the Oscars ahead of time. Like, the Oscars is way too stuffy to do that. This is some conspiracy theory bullshit. You know, and David Niven is that funny. Read The Moons of a Balloon if you don't believe me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, uh, should we... Let's start at the bottom and work our way sort of up i guess start at the bottom and work our way up yes so uh i need my phone because i can't open Letterboxed on my computer because i get those pop-up ads like last time yeah um so we're looking at it's the films of 1973 so what was the first category that you want to cover well, the first one I want to cover is um, best scoring original song score and adaptation or scoring, and this was like a big year. Did, for you, Mar- sorry, did, did you just have a stroke? Why, why did you just say the word scoring eight times? Is that no, because it, what, that's what it's that's what it's written on here? Best scoring cool. original sc- song score and an adaptation or scoring adapt. I, I don't know. They it's best original whatever. Music, oh. invest music. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So this was like a big year for Marvin Hamlish because he won an Oscar for the Sting, and he also won an Oscar for uh, the Way We Were, the song from the Way We Were. Yeah, no shit. Um, the Sting. Memories any... are like the corners of my life. And just... yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> wh- wh- wait a minute. Th- there is no original music in the Sting. It's Scott Joplin. Yeah, I know, but it's adaptation of the it's adapted by at Marvin Hamlish for the movie, Come on. which they don't which they don't do anymore because if you because if you if you're if you're nominated you you have to be nominated these days for best original S- song if it's your own music so you can't bring in other people's music into that score so like you add like little you know like little tunes and stuff and then you're immediately disqualified for best original song score or whatever it's called so. Um, so what one? Uh, The Sting, Marvin Hamlisch. Fuck that. Uh, I would have given it to, um, Serpico. Yeah. Well, it was either, it was, uh, the, well, the Way We Were won Best Dramatic Score. The other nominations were Cinderella Liberty for John Williams, The Day of the Dolphin, uh, Papillon, and A Touch of Class. No Serpico? Micus Theodorakis, which it's it's one of the great scores? Yeah, no, It didn't get any, I don't think it got any nominations for that, yeah. Ah! Bollocks. I want to give that one an Oscar for music. If not that, then um, I also think The Long Goodbye uh, is pretty good, but no. It's going a to be Long seven. Goodbye. Um, yeah. Live and Let Die was also nominated for an Oscar this year. I mean, that is a tune, I have to admit. So live um, and let die. Man, just stop singing all the songs. It is incredibly <laughs> annoying. <laughs> live and let die. How do you die? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It'll be here uh, so, uh, best foreign language film went to Day for Night, the, uh, Francois so Truffaut. Are we go, so are we doing Serpico? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, Serpico okay, for right, music. Right. Serpico, done, right. Foreign film, best foreign film, which is a bullshit category. Uh, it went for Day for Night for, uh, it was the, uh, for France, uh, Francois Truffaut's film. Mm, that's probably fair. The, uh, the only, I'm looking at my list, and the only, the only contender that I've seen... Would be Fr- Federico Fellini's Amarcord, which is a great film. Uh, so I still need to see that. A really good film. I would. I'm be quite happy to leave it with Truffaut, though. I haven't seen it, and he's a brilliant director. So, why have not? you seen Turkish Delight? The um, the what's his face guy? Great, uh, Paul Verhoeven. That's his film. No, have seen- I haven't seen that. Uh, that was also nominated for best foreign language film. Okay, I don't know. if Verhoeven was making films that early. Okay, um, he's yeah, he did. Long time. Is he he's still alive? Isn't he? Yeah, he made a. He recently made a lesbian nun film. Oh yeah, what was it called? Barbarella or something. Bene, Benedetta. Benedetta. Bar- Barbarella. Oh. Yeah. Um, Barbarella. Yeah. Barbarella. Okay. So, so, I think uh, I think Amarcord is great, but I'm happy to leave it with um, Truffaut. Uh, What is the next category? Uh, the next category is. Uh, Best Adapted Screenplay, that went to William Peter Blatty, who adapted his own novel, The Exorcist. Other nominations were The Last Detail, Robert Towne, The Paper Chase, James Bridges, Paper Moon, Alvin Sargent, and Serpico, Waldo Salt, and Norman Wexler. Oh, this is tough. Okay, so my... Okay, can I give you three of my nominations? Yeah. Two of which we've had already. I love The Last Detail, and I love Serpico, but another one that I would... Uh, throw in there is "Don't Look Now," which is obviously adapted from a Daphne Du Maurier story. Yeah. Um, what? What's your? Where do you lean? I mean, I'm gonna maybe keep it with The Exorcist because I think you know that's a that's a good. It's a, he's a good film, isn't it's it? It's a yeah. good book. It's a good. It's a good screenplay. It's it's very well done. It's, all right, all right. Honorable I, mention for the other ones. Yeah. Uh, if I would maybe I don't know I feel like. It was a... Ge- I, I'm just, just double-checking. Um, no, I th- I definitely would have given it to The Exorcist. Well, that's what happened, so... Yeah. Good for you. Um, yes. What's next? So, best story and screenplay based on factual material or material not previously produced or published. I'm glad they shortened this to <laughs> best <laughs> what <a> original. What title! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Best original. You imagine like, someone like John Houston <laughs> trying to say all that while he was drunk... Yeah, so, so, the the Oscar went to The Sting. David S. Ward wrote the the screenplay. Yep. Yeah. Um. The other nominations were American Graffiti, hmm. Prize and Whispers, the Ingmar Bergman film, which apparently is supposed to be really good. Save the Tiger, which is a Jack Lemmon movie. Yeah. Um. And a touch of class. Um. What a boring selection. Uh. What about um. So this is—is is this best original screenplay? Yeah, best what? original screenplay. That's not based on anything else, like a book or something. Right. Well, um, is Badlands does Badlands count? Badlands is an original screenplay. It's not based on a book or anything. What about Mean Streets? I would, yeah, Mean Streets would definitely get a nomination for me, or something like Ganger and Hess, which is a black exploitation horror film hmm that's a, out of left field also I, there's one thing we've overlooked pat garrett and billy the kid oh that's yeah that's true Brilliant screenplay also maybe for... a bit offbeat here and there like the whole bit with yeah. and the names of different products is a bit like weird yeah. but, um um Ooh. just to go back to best adapted screenplay um i if if I was going to give it to someone else instead of The Exorcist, uh, the long goodbye, Lee Brackett screenplay. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, that that would be my choice. But you you you're the boss. You you pick The Exorcist. Yeah. That's fine. I'll yeah. save my, I'll save my powder. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, if we're giving best original screenplay, I would say Mean Streets personally. Mean Streets is good. Yeah. So but you're not a big fan of Mean Streets. I mean, the whole movie no, as a I whole. I love Mean Streets. What the fuck are you talking about? I remember you were saying like it was badly edited or sound design was bad or whatever. The sound design sucks, but it's really well... um, It's a great movie. I like the movie. It just sounds like shit because they spent all the money on the Rolling Stones songs. (laughs) But it's a great film. I love the Mean Streets. Yeah, it's great fun. So we're now into Best Supporting Actress. Tatum O'Neill, daughter of Ryan O'Neill, won the Oscar for Paper Moon, which is uh, Peter Bogdanovich's uh, film. What about cinematography? Uh, Cinematography, that went to Cries and Whispers to Sven Nykvist. Okay, but why did we skip it? Oh, I thought we were, I might have just, uh, yeah, so my bad. Uh, other nominations were The Exorcist to o- o- Owen Roysman, uh, who uh, sadly passed away uh, at, uh, the be- at the beginning of this year. Mm. Uh, he, uh, worked on a bunch of films, um, like this one, and he worked on, uh, The French Connection, Network, Tootsie, and, uh, Wired Up. And he also did, uh, Three Days of the Condor and Taking of Pelham, one, two, three. Sorry, I blacked out. What did he win for this year? Oh, he was nominated. He didn't, he didn't, he had, he never won an Oscar for Best uh, best Cinematography. And what did he do? The Exorcist? Yeah, The Exorcist. Okay. Who else was nominated? uh jonathan livingston seagull great name never heard of this movie uh the sting oh sorry so his name was jonathan livingston and the no film... no, no no no. the title of the film that was also nominated was jonathan livingston seagull the the cinematographer for the exorcist was owen Roizman. so who was the cinematographer on the jonathan livingston seagull what the fuck is what, what's happening <laughs> jack Kofer. So there's a film called Jonathan Livingston Seagull with a cinematographer called Jack Kofer that would heard of neither of these things. Yeah, that's made up. No, no, been- no, no, there is a film Wikipedia. called Jonathan. There's a film. There is a film called Jonathan Livingston Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Yeah, it stars uh, Hal Holbrook. Is makes- it? Hal Holbrook is in a film called Jonathan. Uh, what the fuck is going on? Okay. Um, so who else? Uh, is- uh, the Sting for Robert Surtees. Yeah, who did uh, the King of Sol- King Solomon's Mines, uh, Mines, The Bad and the Beautiful, and he also did the 1959 version of Ben Hur. Oh yeah, okay. Quite and uh, the other one who was nominated for Best Cinematography was Harry Stradling Jr. for The Way We Were. Why is and I this is where I really have to bring this in Tak Fujimoto for Badlands. No idea. He should have won, or it should have been. Um, it should have been Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. The person who did the cinematography for that was Jesus Christ, they had a lot of editors. Um well there's millions of cuts of that film. Yeah, the, some guy called John Cocquion. Um <laughs> he's got a funny name. Actually. but um John Cocquion also uh, did, he worked with uh, he worked with uh, he he did the cinematography on Witchfinder General. Yeah, he's got a brilliant CV. He did um uh Witchfinder General, he did The Cross of Iron, Straw Dogs. The Changeling with uh, with um, George C. Scott. There's some film called The Osterman Weekend. That's also, also directed I by think Sam that Peckinpah. Was, I think the Osterman Weekend was Peckinpah's last film. I've never seen this film. It looks either th- either that or Convoy. Um, okay, right. But anyway, I would have given it to one of those guys, Tak Fujimoto or John Coquillon. Very funny name. Probably, I would have given it to Fujimoto for Badlands. What say you? Maybe, I don't know, I like the sort of grittiness of Serpico, maybe that film. No, it's got to be Badlands. It's like proper cinematography, you know, with the Malik direction and the camera work. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Um, yeah. You've got to have your Exorcist one. I'm taking this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would give it to... Uh, right. Cinematography and Exorcist, I definitely would have given it to. Um, Best supporting if- actors. If if I've seen best if I've seen Cries and Whispers, I definitely would have given it the Oscar, but uh, I haven't, so I won't. What do you mean? If you'd seen it, you definitely would have given it the Oscar. Well, I mean, I would. I mean, if I was, how do you know? It might be shit. I mean, if, well, Ingmar Bergman movies—they're always so beautiful. I think you're being prejudiced. Um, I uh, we have to we must be scientific here, Anders. If we haven't seen the film, we can't count it. Um, Fair enough. Would you like to move on to best supporting actress now? uh we can also do uh editing if you want to look at that yeah (laughs) the 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 sting the the sting one best film editing okay it should have been pat garrett next yeah so best supporting actress that went to have you seen paper moon i have not and i really want to it's a really nice film it's um it's a really really sweet film yeah no i do want to see it i do want to see it yeah, so Tatum O'Neill, she was the youngest uh, act, actor at this point to win uh, an Oscar for... She was 11 years old. Has anyone surpassed that? Uh, maybe Anna Paquin for The Piano. Oh, the Piano, yeah. I think about, I think she might be the one. Okay. So other nominations were Linda Blair for The Exorcist, Candy Clark for American Graffiti... Uh, the great Madeline Kahn for Paper Moon. She's wonderful in that film. Yeah. And uh, Sylvia Sidney for Summer Wishes, Winter Dreams. I pretty much would suggest that that's a good list. I don't know that I have much to add to that. Um, yeah. What, that? what about you? I don't see anyone obviously missing from that. Um would you put Nina van Palent in there for a long no. goodbye? No, she's a terrible actor. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but I am going to nominate someone else from the long goodbye. You can bet your fucking ass. I wonder who, Um uh, yeah. <laughs> may, I don't know, maybe Julie Christie for, well, she's kind of the lead, no, of that she's lead role. You can't have yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do that. Um, yeah, it's not. I don't know. I haven't really seen any other films that year. To sort of, I think I would just give it to Tatum O'Neill. She carries. You that could whole do. Movie. You could do Carol Kane from uh, The Last Detail, who plays um her part. Listed on Letterbox is just young whore. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she's quite good in that. But I still think, yeah, you, I think give it to Tatum. It's nice. She's a kid. She carries that that good? She carries that whole film. Yeah. Right. Well, then. Boom. Fine. I'm happy with that, and the cinematography is actually pretty good as well. That was uh, Laszlo Kovacs. Oh, he is good. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. So Tatum retains her Oscar. Yeah. So Best Supporting Actor went to John Houseman for The Paper Chase. Other nominations were Vincent Gar- Gardinia for Bang the Drum Slowly, a sports film. Uh, Jack Guilford for Save the Tiger. Uh, Jason Miller, The Exorcist, and uh, Randy crazy randy quaid for the last detail oh he's good he's really good but um i'm sorry to say that there is one very very important name missing from this list and that is sterling hayden for yep. the long goodbye imagine imagine if sterling hayden won an oscar and it was presented by fucking john houston that has to be like the gruffest drunkest <laughs> like duo you could possibly come up with yeah. There would be so much cigar smoke, their beards would get tangled up. <laughs> like, who's your Oscar? Oh, God, God, you God, God. You know, <laughs> come here, you big asshole. Wait. Like a Sterling Hayden, big tall, big bare-chested yeah. man. Ah, uh, Sterling. Yeah, would, Yeah, exactly. We'd just get up there and, yeah. I mean, I I totally would give it to Sterling Hayden. Am I wrong? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I would definitely throw in um, Robert De Niro for Mean Streets. Oh, yeah. He's a Ooh, that's far, really, that's a good shout as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe Chris Christopherson for Pat and Miller the Kid. It's a lead role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Can't really have that. You've mm-hmm. um, got <laughs> Bob Dylan, um, but no. Um, <laughs> uh, ugh, I'm in a movie. Um, you or could- maybe Warren Oates for Badlands. He doesn't do very much in Badlands. He does very well with what he's given, I think. Yeah. Oh, Oh. hang on. I've got a good one. Christopher Lee for The Wicker Man. Oh, good one. Good one. Yeah. Those are good. These are all good nominations, but I'm staying with uh, I'm staying with Sterling Hayden. Yeah. And if you've not seen The Long Goodbye and you're listening to this, watch The Long Goodbye directed by Robert Altman. It is fan-fucking-tastic and is one of the coolest films ever made. And Sterling Hayden is magnificent in it. Yeah. He's basically just playing Ernest Hemingway, but he's. Yeah, it's a great exactly. performance. Um, this is kind of a left field one, but maybe I would throw in a maybe a uh, I would throw in a best supporting actor nomination for uh, Telly Savalas in Lisa and the Devil. I I don't know this film. What is What is Lisa and the Devil? It's a Mario Bava film. It's a horror movie. <laughs> of course, of course, it's an Italian horror film. Okay, yeah, um, Telly. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, why not? It it's, was, going to it... Sterling Hayden, so you can give up. Yeah, it was uh, it, the the movie was re- it was re-edited in America and it was called The House of the Exorcism or The House of Exorcism or something like that. If we were doing like a joke uh joke ones, you could do Clifton James from Let side. <laughs> for Sheriff J.W. Pepper. Yeah, yeah I could live and let do, you know. Yeah, that's that's Secret agent novel. uh or, you know, someone who never really we uh someone who never was nominated for any oscars and i think he should have got one for another film in this decade uh robert shaw for the sting oh yeah he's good in the sting yeah you fella uh but it's going to starling hayden so yes uh best A- actress yes uh best actress actually and just to get back to supporting actor um jason miller is fan-fucking-tastic in the exorcist as uh damian Harris. yeah yeah he is um Best actress. Uh, Glenda Jackson for A Touch of Class. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. any other? Yeah. Uh... Uh, Ellen Burstyn for The Exorcist as uh, the mother, Chris uh, Chris McNeil. Yeah, she's good. Uh, Marsha Mason for Cinderella Liberty. Don't know that film. Barbara Streisand for The Way We Were. Right. And uh, Joanne Woodward for uh, Summer Wishes, Winter Dreams. Okay, well, I'm looking at my list. I mean, I certainly think you could have Julie Christie in there. Um, yeah, I Sissy Spacek. Uh, yeah, it's Sissy Spacek is a really good shout, and I'm surprised she didn't get a nomination. Um, she's really, really good um, in uh, Badlands. Um, I do, I mean, I mean, I would change it around a little bit with for Tatum O'Neill because she is technically a lead. She's the lead she's the co-lead <gasps> co- with Ryan O'Neill so definitely give you know give the Oscar so she should out. get best actress and then yeah. you're going to give Best supporting actress to someone else yeah Linda Blair yeah Linda Blair for The Exorcist Two kids. give it to the kids yeah give it to the kids great okay for, so Linda for, all, Blair for all the fucking pain that Linda Blair went through for The Exorcist yeah. give her an no, Oscar absolutely okay no you've just you've just like saved you've saved the oscars um okay this is great and this is a nice nice story okay it's it's an r-rated ceremony so linda and and tatum are going to see some weird shit but they're hollywood babies they're used to that sort of thing and um okay yeah great so linda blair wins best supporting actor tatum o'neill wins best actress great best actor this is a tricky year i can tell you went to jack lemon for save the tiger he won the fucking previous year, didn't he? Or he won the next year. He also won for um he also won an award for uh the China syndrome. He didn't win he didn't win the year before because uh the that went to Marlon Brando. Oh yeah, talk about that's another Oscar ceremony we should talk about because Sashine Littlefeather just died last year. Yeah, she did. And she nearly got tackled by Clint Eastwood and John Wayne and john wayne i think so yeah that's insane okay um um yeah no really jack mean. lemon didn't win d- jack lemon didn't win the year after that it was uh art carney for harry and tonto okay uh, maybe he won supporting actor then no i don't know i don't know i'll, I'll double check but anyway yeah so this year okay, he won. So jack lemon won uh for what was it um save the tiger, save the tiger. okay Directed by uh, John G. Avildsen, who did Rocky and uh, The Karate Kid. Well, let me just say I've not seen Save the Tiger, but I am a huge, huge, huge Jack Lemmon fan, and I think he's one of the best screen actors of all time. So yeah, there's a, I was I was just reading through that. my book. There was a funny quote that uh, he said because there was a lot of controversy over the Last Tango in Paris, uh, Bernardo Bertolucci's film with um, with uh, Marlon Brando and. Um, uh, Robert Altman walked out of the screen out of a screening in a daze, rhaps- rhapsodizing. Bertolucci has carried film honestly to its ultimate. How dare I make another movie? Uh, Lucille Ball reacted differently. I'd like to bash Brando in the nose, and I have these three rings on. And uh, Jack Lemmon defended the film. Last Tango in Paris isn't a pornographic picture. It's about a man leaning on sex because there's nothing for him at that terrible point in his life. That male menopause. All right, so Jack Lemon likes Last Tango in Paris. Um, yeah, interesting that it's two blokes who like it <laughs> and a woman who doesn't. It's it's funny because Lemon could identify with Brando not only because he was the same age, but because he had just made his own male menopause movie, Save the Tiger. Don't tell Jack Lemon does not put butter up someone's ass and save the tiger, does he? I I haven't seen the movie. I have no idea. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, a couple years ago, I actually did an episode. uh, I did a solo review on Last Tango in Paris. Um, So it's definitely worth checking out because I do go into a little bit of detail about uh, Maria uh, Maria Schneider, who's the uh, co-lead in that film, who was only 20 years old at the time. It's creepy. That's creepy. It's very, very creepy. But also, like, that film really fucked her up. Like, badly. Like, psychologically it fucked her up. I think Lucille Ball, I think Lucille Ball might have a point, frankly. Um, yeah. Uh, we're not going to give it to Marlon Brando, uh, but we are going to give it to... Uh, who? Who are we going to give it to? I would give it to either Jack Nicholson for The Last Detail or Al Pacino for Serpico. Actually, I would give uh, it to Al Pacino because in... Serpico is a great performance. Yes. Uh, can I throw in a couple of other contenders? Oh, I'll throw in one. Martin Sheen, Badlands. Yes, and I was going to do that. Uh, and Robert Mitchum for The Friends of Eddie Coyle. Still need to see that movie. Oh, it's so good. It's one of the great Boston movies. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's not It's not like a brilliant film, but his performance in it is very, very good. Um, and I think it would have been the perfect kind of like... Now, think about this. Sterling Hayden... And Robert Mitchum up against Linda Blair and Tatum O'Neill. Can you imagine that? Look at that as like with with flanked by John Houston and Diana Ross and Burt Reynolds. Like what that sounds like the weirdest. That is an incredible. Can you could imagine can you just like imagine what that would look like? That's a mad, mad picture. Um, so I would I would strongly suggest Robert Mitchum, but if you want to go with Al Pacino for Serpico, I completely understand because Al Pacino yeah. that is I think that probably that's the film he should have won the Oscar for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know if he would have won. Scent of a fucking woman is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I would think maybe Elliot Gould should have got a nomination or something. Nah, he's just being Elliot Gould. True. Um, but um, he is very cool in the long goodbye. But no. So should we just give it to Pacino? Let's give it to Pacino. Okay. There's so many great. times during the his years in the years between this up until. I guess, like, the start of his career from, like, Panic in Needle Park up until Scent of Woman. There's, like, a bunch of movies. He should have won countless awards, not just the one. Right, and for a film that's nowhere near as good as his other ones. Yeah, okay, so, Serpico. That's great. We have rewarded Serpico with the Oscar that it should have got, which is Best Actor for Al Pacino, who is incredibly good in that film. Yeah. Best, Best Director. Best Director went to George Roy Hill for The Sting. Why did people love The Sting so much? Like, yeah, it's a nice movie, but... What? What? It should have been like okay. Can I throw in some contenders, please? Sure. Martin Scorsese, Robert Altman, Sam Peckinpah, Terence Malick, Terence Malick, Federico Fellini. Yeah, or did that? Yeah. So as much as I love George Roy Hill's films, I think it should have gone to one of them, and my personal vote would be for Sam Peckinpah because now I'm also Sydney thinking- Lumet. Sydney Lumet for Serpico. Right. Well, but, but, but think about this. If Sam Peckinpah was at the Oscars receiving an award next to Sterling Hayden from... I mean, come on, Anne. you yeah. got to love it. I mean, why not Sam Peckinpah? Yeah, he deserved it. I mean, he should have... I mean, he was nominated for The Wild Bunch. He should have been nominated again for Pat and The Bill of the Kid. It was such a beautiful it's swan such a, song. It's, it's like his... It's his beautiful swan song, even though he does a bunch of other movies. But it is... It's it his unforgiven. It is his unforgiven. You're right. Um, and just like Eastwood, he should have stopped. Or just yeah. like Eastwood should have done. Um, okay, so are we doing Sam Penguin Yeah. Yay! Okay, great. Best picture. That went to the sting. Yo, it's not... yeah. yeah, the other nominations were American Graffiti, Cries and Whispers, The Exorcist, and A Touch of Class. Uh, what do you? What does your? What do you want to be best picture? The Exorcist, because the Oscars need to start acknowledging horror and Oscars and everything like that. And it is probably the most iconic film from that year. It is. It's I mean, definitely. Uh, it's definitely the most iconic film. From yeah. That year. Who am I kidding? Like it is. It is utterly like if you if you pick out the films of 1973, the one that endures like it's an immortal film and so yeah i think i I agree with that sure i I would give the exorcist best picture and you're right the the oscars do need to recognize your favorite genre well i mean they just need to i just feel like they just need to recognize genre movies in general i mean they did it they, they did it one year for the shape of water but like i feel like they just need to carry on doing it um yeah all right the exorcist the exorcist is is a terrific horror film and i think it i think it would have been a worthy best picture winner um so what a list that's a great i think we i think that's a, that is a very good award ceremony right there yeah, yeah yeah, and also that's a good selection of films that were nominated that year yeah so if you have not seen serpico the long goodbye um what else do we say badlands the last detail mean streets um uh the exorcist obviously um mm-hmm. don't look now um Sam, pat garrick and billy the kid yeah. Um, High Plains Drifter also came out in 1973. Coffee as well. That was that came out that year. The Friends of Eddie Coyle, uh, Soylent Green. We didn't talk about Soylent Green. <laughs> Such a, that's a very mad movie. Yeah, it's a bit. I mean, you could have given it. You could have done a Best Supporting Actor nomination for Edward G. Robinson, though. Yeah, well, he did die literally after fit filming had finished. Um, there's yeah. one horror film that did come out in 1973 that i think should have got a bit of oscar love for uh uh best actor or maybe best supporting actress uh is a movie it's a movie called theater of blood <laughs> i would have given maybe an oscar nomination to uh diana rigg for best supporting actress and i definitely would have given a best actor uh oscar nomination to vincent Price. wow you would have nominated vincent Price. Because he's great in *Theater of Blood*. That's a fantastic performance from him. It's such a crazy film. I love it. Right. Okay. Um, that's that's you. Okay. Um, right. Well, look, 1973 is like like all the 70s years is full of cracking films, and you have just heard the names of some of them. Um, so go and watch people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you haven't seen any of the films what we mentioned, yeah, definitely do that because they're all fantastic yep all right good well, i have to get back to work now um yes. no i mean sorry uh if anyone from umass amherst is listening i have to get back to my evening now because i'm not recording this during the work day definitely not haha <laughs> um hey. all right um you look after yourself people yeah stay safe um we will be back with another uh, alternative Oscars episode. Um, Who knows? Yeah, uh, maybe another. Maybe a, I don't know. Should we go eighties? Mm. Um. I that could be an option. Although we did recently do something about. Oh no, that was our top ten of the eighties. I would yeah. do an eighties one. Um. I, yeah. I mean, this was really fun this this year. So um, definitely would uh, would do an eighties one. Oh yeah, definitely. Um. I'm just gonna. Quickly, uh, okay, I'll just get to click on a random one. Ooh, we're gonna okay, I've just picked one. Um, the next, I feel like the next one we're gonna do is the 58th Academy Awards. What, what year? Uh, 1985. So that was held, <laughs> it was so it was held in 1986. So films of 1985. Wow, okay, great. Yeah, I'm so up for that. So yeah, so do check that episode out. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast. You can't while- check the episode out. It's not been recorded yet. <laughs> okay. I mean, check out our Twitter page to, you know, see tweets about episode. Yeah, take just- out our Twitter page to see tweets. <laughs> check out our Twitter page. Um, I said check out our Twitter page. I didn't say, like, take out our Twitter page. No, te- I said, yeah, but check out our Twitter page. to see- Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> Instagram, like Instagram. Instagram. We're on letterbox. We're on the tweet. we're yeah, on the, we're still on, on the, Twitter, yeah. even though it's still, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So, still going if you need to find the links, they're in the show notes. you know how to do this people, you're grown-ups. So let's get out of here, yes. and um have a good day. and uh, yeah, like we said, stay safe. They say, what's going on? Oh, because of the storm. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. And the COVID and the war in Ukraine and everything else. Uh, okay, And yeah, Ohio everyone. with the poison air. Oh, arms. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Everyone, don't go outside. Or um, well, don't go on a train because they don't have good breaks. Stay inside and watch movies from 1973. Exactly. Okay. You know See what? See you later. Bye.